on episode 517 of Nintendo Switchcraft Borderlands Collection gets it wrong on Switch. Indivisible confusion. Reggie is on a podcast, but not this one. Those stories and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Hey, this is the Rock on a Podcast and Charles McFall from Breaking the Panel on the Giant Size Team Up Network.com. You're listening to Nintendo Switchcraft with Run Jump Stomp. And welcome, Bill, to being a member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. We're proud to have you. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Nintendo Switchcraft. It is brought to you live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can tune in live over at my Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. If you haven't already, make sure that you head on over there, click the follow button so you get notifications when I go live. Also, make sure you check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash runjumpstomp. And uh, while you're at it, check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. If you enjoy Switchcraft and you would prefer to listen to it without any ads in it, then I've got good news for you. Over on our Patreon, we do the show with zero ads. All you got to do is pay a buck a month to join, or as little as a buck a month. I've got a lot of people that do more than that because they want to support at a higher level, and uh, I really, really appreciate that. So again, that's patreon.com slash runjumpstomp to get all of my content. Run, um, Nintendo Switchcraft, Run Jump Stomp, 143 Pixels, Stadia Cast, and any other podcasts that I dream up. Uh, you get all of those without any ads. Uh, Patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp. All right, speaking of things that are not ads, I want to start out by talking about something that is not an ad. They're not paying me to say this, but they sent me an email and I clicked on it and I said, well, this is hilarious and awesome and a solution to a problem that some people have. If you are like me, then you already have a Nintendo Switch. And if you are like me, then you really like Animal Crossing. And if you are like me, then you saw the Animal Crossing Nintendo Switch and said to yourself, self, that looks cool. But I don't want to buy another Nintendo Switch. So the, the whole reason that this came up was because right before I was recording the show on my Twitch channel, uh, somebody was looking at my AFK screen. And my AFK my AFK screen on Twitch when I'm uh, working on the show is uh, a picture, like a little video of me in my um, in my nerd nest in Animal Crossing. And in Animal Crossing, I have my regular Nintendo Switch that everybody got. And then a listener had sent me the Animal Crossing Nintendo Switch in Animal Crossing. So I've got that set up on display as well. And somebody was saying, well, Bill, do you have the real Animal Crossing Nintendo Switch or just a regular Switch? And that reminded me of this email that I got from dbrand about a skin that they are selling that they say it is called not, not Animal Crossing. All right. The left-hand Joy-Con is seafoam green or whatever color green that they want to call it. The Right side is baby blue, and then of course it's got the uh, the Animal Crossing logo kind of on the on the dock, and it just looks awesome. 
and I absolutely love the way that this thing looks. Uh, they call it blue and green. It'll be easy to get the the counts. And hey, look at that. that okay, I got the colors wrong. I called it um, baby blue. They call it sky blue. Uh, but I got seafoam green uh, right. And they said right here, take a close look at the design on the face of this switch dock. Is it copyright infringements? Lawyers we paid to say no said no. Lawyers not on our payroll disagree. That's the exact gray area where we're counting on to get loads of free lawsuit-related press. Oh, and even if that legal battle with Nintendo never comes to pass, you'll still have a near-perfect parody of the most popular limited-edition Switch on the market. Not Animal Crossing. It's like Animal Crossing, but not. Uh, Am I going to buy this? No, probably not, but it looks really cool. Uh, How much does it cost? It costs... $39.95. $39.95. So for the low, low price of 40 bucks, you can make your Nintendo Switch look like the Animal Crossing Nintendo Switch. Uh, although according to dbrand, it's not Animal Crossing. And I just thought that that was I, the, just their whole marketing ploy worked. It worked on me. Well, it worked on me that I noticed it and remembered it. Not that I actually paid money for it, but it worked on me because... I thought it was hilarious and clever, and uh, I, I think that they've done a good job there. Shopping Pink is new, Miss Pac-Man Marshmallow. She's got a Shopping Pink, oh, When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Speaking of things that are hilarious and clever, uh, Borderlands Legendary Collection is something that I think a lot of people were very interested in for uh, reasons because they don't have other places to play Borderlands uh, games. And when they got announced for Nintendo Switch, a lot of people were pretty excited. And then when they announced that they were going to have physical copies as well, well, people got even more excited but there's a there there's a catch there's a rub there's a problem and what is that problem well the physical edition of borderlands legendary collection still requires a 42 gigabyte download i'm going to say that number again 42 gigabyte download with only the original borderlands actually being on the cartridge now i will say this i understand it's three games I understand that, but to only have the original game on the collection, look, we've talked about this on the show many, many times. I think it is ridiculous that Nintendo allows gaming companies to get away with this kind of stuff where they sell you something that then has a third of the content locked behind uh, or maybe 50% of the content, I don't know, uh, a bunch of content locked behind needing to download it. And I can understand if it's 13 gigs or something like that, but 42, now you can't even play this game to its fullest potential unless you have an SD card because the default or the the storage size 
of the Nintendo Switch is 32 gigabytes. So if you have a Nintendo Switch without an SD card and you go to a store because you like physical copies of stuff and you buy Borderlands, um, uh, whatever, Legendary Collection, you play that first game and now you have to download Borderlands like the anything other than the first game because I, I can't remember what else is on the legendary collection I, I believe it's just Borderlands 1 and Borderlands 2 oh it also has Borderlands the pre-sequel I forgot about that so yeah uh, you get one of those games and if you want to download the other two games now you have to go and buy an SD card for your Nintendo Switch I find this to be really kind of a kind of a skeezy thing. It, it bothers me. I don't even like saying that word skeezy, but I'm going to say it skeezy because this is skeezy. If you look at what uh, CD Projekt Red did with The Witcher 3 and all of the DLC, the Blood and Wine DLC, all on one cartridge, The Witcher 3, huge game, huge game, and all of the DLC on one cartridge and Borderlands Legendary Collection can't do that? Well, let's all be honest. They can do that, but they decided not to. They they opted to go for cheaper cartridges. Okay, let me let me take a step back for a second. I don't know what the storage space is on the cartridge that they chose. I do know that 64 gigabyte cartridges are available for Nintendo Switch. Publishers just need to pay for them. And I think that it's reasonable for a publisher to buy the more expensive cartridge and pass the cost on to consumers. But they decided not to do that. And I don't like it. I don't like it at all. It bugs me. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tweet out a question and I want to know what everybody thinks so that we can talk about this in more depth on, on Saturday's episode. So here's what the question is going to be, roughly. Were you planning on getting Borderlands Legendary Collection as a physical copy? And does the fact that it requires a 42 gigabyte download change your mind? All right. So you can vote on that uh, if you follow me at, on Run Jump Stomp or at Run Jump Stomp on Twitter. All right. And uh, we will talk about your thoughts on this on the Saturday episode. (laughs) Speaking of tweets, there's a very cool tweet from Nintendo of Europe that says, you can enjoy seven days of online play with including 70 plus classic NES and Super NES games and more with a free trial to Nintendo Switch Online. If you don't already have Nintendo Switch Online, I'm going to recommend that you try out this free trial Not necessarily for the Nintendo games, not necessarily for the Super Nintendo games, but for Tetris 99. Tetris 99 is awesome. I love that game. It's super, super fun. And if you don't have access to it, well, now you do. And if you've tried Nintendo Switch Online before and you are not sure if uh, most of the time when you've tried one of these free trials, you don't get to do it again, well... Uh, You can also enjoy this offer even if you've redeemed a free trial previously, which I think is really awesome. So head on over to the Nintendo uh, eShop on your console to get started. I think that that's awesome. And uh, if you already have Nintendo Switch Online, but you know somebody who doesn't, let them know about this. Because 
does anybody look at the news section on their Nintendo Switch? I know I never do. Um, but if, you know, just let let somebody know about this because it's a it's a cool thing. Mario is an Italian plumber who, under your control, enters the Mushroom Kingdom to fight off killer turtles and deadly ducks until he can rescue the Princess Toadstool. Do you guys remember when I tweeted out that picture of me with Reggie fils and I was like, I'm at Reggie, and it would be cool if Reggie came on my podcast. Wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't it be cool if Reggie was on a podcast, especially this one? It would be cool. Well, guess what? It's cool. Not as cool as it would be if he was on this podcast, but Reggie is going to be on a podcast with Harold Goldberg. All right. Now, who is Harold Goldberg? He he writes for the Washington Post and the New York Magazine. He works uh, NP here. He's he writes for NPR, and he is doing a podcast with Reggie Fizeme. Uh, here's a tweet from Reggie. It says uh, Harold Goldberg and I are talking games in a new podcast. Donations will fund activities for underdeserved community under underserved communities. Sorry, I read that wrong. Uh, one of the first guests is Jeff Keeley. Join us. That's awesome. Uh, so you know what, Reggie? I know that you're never going to be on this show because you're going to do your show instead and make money for people who need it. So that's awesome. Uh, good on Reggie for doing that, and uh, good on Harold Goldberg for getting him to do it, and then getting Jeff Keeley on the show as well. Like, this is definitely something that I'm going to check out. It may be the most addictive toy in history, and it's definitely the hottest thing this Christmas. This next story is really weird. I, I you know, I wasn't, I don't know anything about the Indivisible RPG, uh, but it was released today and apparently, or yesterday, I'm sorry. And apparently it was like a stealth release, right? Everybody always gets excited about stealth release. Oh man, here's this cool thing that I didn't even know about. And now it's here. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people, you know, I, I, I love it when game companies keep things close to their chest and don't tell anybody when they're working on something. They just keep their head down and work, work, work. And then when it's done, they just ship it. And they say, oh, by the way, here it is. And Indivisible RPG had a stealth launch. But you might be wondering, well, why am I talking about it if I don't know anything about the game? Well, I'm talking about it because one of the developers of the game didn't know about the stealth launch. So what? Hold on. How's that? Well, it, I guess uh, Indivisible is actually a, a port from other platforms. And one of the developers of the original game was surprised to find out that the game was ported and posted yesterday. And the only reason that they found out was because no one on their team or was because the people who did the port didn't tell them. And the only reason they found out was because people started uh, tweeting congratulations at them and they had no idea. Uh, he continues to say that the switch version of indivisible itself is great. The porting group group did seriously excellent work. It runs at a stable frame rate, even in handheld. However, the old build that was apparently now released doesn't have co-op, New Game Plus, or anything else that was recent. I checked myself. 
they he says no release date announcement no lead up pr at all it's missing current features like co-op the e-sharp uh, e-sharp the e-shop art is the wrong image this launch does not represent the quality standards of lab zero it just doesn't i'm sorry it wasn't enough but hey it's 20 percent off i think that that is absolutely hilarious first off Look, I like it when companies say, you know, they just keep their head down and they work, 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 and then they they release something. But what I would prefer is they say, by the way, this is coming out next week. Like, that's actually really good because that gives people a chance to prep for it. I don't like it when companies say, oh, this is coming out. We don't know when. Uh, We'll let you know. And then five years later, it comes out. Like, that's too much. But not not even telling the original developers of the game that their game was launching on the Nintendo switch. Like they could have done some live streams to promote it. They could have said, Hey, by the way, we're playing the switch version on our Twitch channel. Come watch us play. Uh, they, they could have posted some YouTube videos. They could have gotten the game in the hands of creators to, you know, maybe do some Twitch live streams like that. There's a lot of things that can be done to increase the sales of the game and if a game launches and it has poor sales at first sometimes that becomes the story about the game not how good the game is now i personally don't know how good the game indivisible is um, but i think that whoever ported this made a mistake Uh, they made a mistake and i think it's pretty gutsy of uh, Mike Zaymont, uh, and I could have pr- be pronouncing his name wrong. Um, it's pretty gutsy of him to say, hey, look, this isn't up to our standards. You're using the wrong art here. Uh, this isn't right. Um, why are you using the old build? Because he is, at the end of the day, possibly costing him and his company money by saying these things. But I, I really like that he's saying them because he's basically saying, look, our company has a certain threshold of of uh, expectations when it comes to quality. And while the game is awesome, why didn't you include this other stuff? Why are you including the old build? And I, I assume that that's a conversation that they would have had with whoever was doing the port if they were told about it ahead of time. Anyway... I just thought it was a very interesting story, and uh, there's a link in the show notes. This is episode 517, so if you go to runjumpstomp.com and uh, check out the show notes, you can see the tweet and all of the other stuff uh, that follows. I just thought it was very, very interesting. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. So if you remember when Super Mario Party got announced, they had this cool feature where you could take multiple... Actually, we reported on it before Mario Party announced it, where you could take multiple switches and link them together 
not physically, but wirelessly, but then the game would span across multiple switches, which sounds crazy, but it was something that you could actually do in the game. There was a mini game that you could play where I think you were uh, play, like driving like little tanks and you could set multiple switches on the table next to each other and then draw a line with your finger from one switch to the next and it would make the level through that. And if this does not sound familiar, then definitely go to the show notes, uh, episode 517, so you can see what I'm talking about, because this is a very visual thing that I'm trying to describe on an audio show. What is it that we're, why am I bringing this up again? Well, it seems like somebody else is doing the same thing with the Nintendo Switch, and that's Clubhouse Games. If you didn't hear about this at our last, um, they, they called it a mini direct, they announced Clubhouse Games, which has 51 uh, classic games, and they added in Mosaic Mode. And basically what you can do is you can combine four Nintendo Switches locally and rearrange and expand and transform the play area of some of those 51 games in Clubhouse Games uh, in order to uh, change things up. The example that they show in the uh, in the tweet is uh, like a slot car racing game. Now, if you're an old uh, old man like me, then you know what slot car racing is. You have this cool track. You hold down the button, and you got to go around the track. And you know, I remember playing this uh, with my with my brothers when I was a kid. Slot car racing. It was awesome. It you know every single time I see anything from Clubhouse Games it seems like an absolute steal. And I know that there are some people who look at the price of Clubhouse games and they say, that's too expensive. And I understand that. It's, it comes out on June 5th. I understand why some people are saying that they think it's too expensive. I believe that the game is $40 or something like that. And some of the games that are going to be in Clubhouse games are going to be you know lame, but some of them are going to be fun. And I, I'm looking forward to Clubhouse Games. I think that it's going to be cool. How many of those 51 games are going to be worth it? I don't know. But the idea that they're doing this multi-mode thing seems really rad to me. And then here's my big question. And I don't know the answer to this question. And if uh, if somebody out there knows the answer to this question, please feel free to let me know. Uh, tweet at me, at RunJumpStomp on Twitter. Does this work with does does the mosaic mode work with Nintendo Switch lights? I have no idea. I don't see why it wouldn't. It's a smaller screen though, so it might be weird. Like suddenly the cars and the slot cars are changing size as you drive from one screen to the next. Anyway, I just thought it was really neat and if you want to see the actual visual of what it is that I'm talking about, then make sure that you check out the show notes. If you're going to spend your time playing video games, why not play them on something that can also teach you about computing? Get a Commodore 64 or VIC-20. All right, I've got three more stories that I'm going to throw into the lightning round. Um, Warface, which is a battle royale game, is now live on Nintendo Switch. If you did not know about that, now you do. I believe it is a free game as well. Uh, Speaking of games that are going to be not necessarily free, but very, very cheap... Cubic Games, they they tend to do a lot of sales. So if you miss this one, it's not a big deal. They're going to go on sale again. But they they tend to do some very, very deep discounts. 
And the sales revenue for this particular sale are going to help the fight against COVID-19, which is awesome. Uh, publisher Cubic Games started a, uh, a big sale on the Nintendo Switch eShop, giving players a chance to pick up a bunch of games at very, very low prices. Now, uh, of the list here, and there's a bunch of them, I'm going to pick out the ones that I have actually played and have enjoyed. And I'm going to say that Race Die Run is, when you look at Race Die Run, it's 95% off or 50 cents, basically. Uh, you're you're missing out if you don't try this game. It, it looks like an F-Zero clone, but it's not. It is not a racing game. It's really more of, and I don't want to say it's an endless runner either. But it's an ending runner. Uh, you are on a track and there is a pattern of obstacles that are in front of you. And if I remember correctly, you push the L button and the R button in order to switch tracks. And there's, you know, three or four tracks that you can switch between. And there's things in the way that you're going to run into if you are on the wrong track at the wrong time. And you need to play through, memorize the pattern to get to the end it's not about beating other people. It's just about getting to the end of the of the track. And it's a really, really fun game. You can find a video of it on my on my YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash run jump stomp. None of these other games jump out at me as something that I remember, other than maybe one strike, which is this weird fighting game where it's you versus the other person and you you hit once. And you're done. So that's why it's called One Strike. It is a side-scrolly kind of fighting game where you're fighting against one other person and whoever lands that first hit, they're the ones who win. Uh, Like sword fighting and stuff. It's got a cool art style. I don't know that there's a lot of replayability there. But if I'm going to pick one game in this list, it would be Race, Die, Run. And uh, there you go. Uh, Finally... Uh, we have a file size for Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. It is 13.7 gigabytes. For uh, reference, the original was 6.5 gigabytes. Uh, I don't know why it's so uh, like double. Like that's pretty crazy. Uh, probably from higher res textures and maybe better uh, music. I I don't remember if the original was like symphonic or if it was MIDI. I, I really don't remember, but uh, Xenoblade Chronicles, 13.7 gigabytes. Take that, Borderlands, to to bring things everything back to the very beginning. All right, let's get out of here. If you haven't already, join our Discord with over 1,200 other people. You're missing out on awesome video game conversations and turnip prices. Like some people this morning were selling turnip prices. I think we sold our turnips for 473 or something like that this morning. Thank you, Johnny Link, uh, for that. And uh, join the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. Watch the show live. This show is part of the Giant Size Team Up Network. For more information, check out gstu.net. And finally, if you want to check out any of my other shows, head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash shows. The music you're hearing right now is Corneria Star Fox Remix by Noteblock. It's awesome. Thank you to Noteblock for letting me use the music. Thank you to, for listening. I'm out of here, and I'll see you next time.